three, two. Oh, that was bad. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> I gave you one right off the bat. Hello, Omniverse. I am Joe Bear. I'm Zach. And I'm Diego. And this is Behind the Beard. Or lack thereof. Thank you. And today we are completing our new series that has been all about change. Uh, and today we're going to dive into ideas and thoughts of how 1% better physically, mentally, or even in your internal guiding lights helps us unlearn what we find comfort in to push for being proud of our efforts tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's such an exciting topic here of just, you know, changing the world starts with one step at a time. Or I think the old cliche is that, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. If we all look at it, and we've all been guilty of this, we've taken a look at 30 day challenges or 30 steps into the, the thousand mile journey. And we're like, yeah, I didn't see the change that I was looking for. So I, I'm going to change course here after 30 steps. Well, we all know a thousand miles is a lot more than 30 steps, but if we could do that 1% better and we look at it every day of one, 1% and then all of a sudden throughout the year, like our background shows, it's a 37, 38% difference of who we are as an individual just by focusing in on that 1% better. Uh, you know, I like to try different things every day, uh, try to push for a little bit more uh, change into my life, uh, you know, we can start off with eating, right? You know, uh, it's that time of year. Uh, the candy goblins have definitely got a hold of me. But this year, uh, you know, I allowed myself the time. I was okay with it. I was saying, you know what, Here, here's the, the candy goblin pile that I can go eat. And I'm okay with that. I'm content with it. Whereas before in years past, I'm like, ooh, we got to have another Snickers in here somewhere, uh, right? <laughs> So as we're, you know, avoiding the next Snickers, but it's really just about a 1% better, I'm a little bit stronger today. You know, it, Zach, what do you feel as far as, you know, you're 1% better? How do you frame that in your own mind? I go back to a Michael Jackson song and he has man in the mirror. And it's, it's you know, it's like, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Like, I'm not gonna do the whole vocals for y'all. Maybe then in a few trips. You should. But, but you know, you, it's starting with self. Um, and it, as you just said, like maybe you're focusing too much on somebody else that's already at those thousand miles. Maybe they've been, if we're talking from like a fitness aspect, you walk into the gym and you go next to somebody and they're like just crushing the weights and it's your first day. And you're like, I'm just gonna go home. Like I'm, this is one day and I'm done. Like this is not much or you're, a month into something and you're like, I, I don't understand it still, or I'm not seeing progress still. That's where I have pushed myself because that's where I stop because I'm like, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. And so just by starting with self and getting, you know, it's that argument with your own mind and how I can push myself. So I do that by just trying to stay grounded and knowing that it's a constant battle, but you're not always going to see, you know, 1% is not always going to be super visible. And that's what my reminder is overall. I like that. You're you're basically saying, Zach, is don't get impatient, take it slow, but most importantly, be consistent. You know, in today's world of, you know, Instagrams, we're always comparing ourselves to others' highlights. But as you, you, you refer to as in the gym, you walk in, you see the the person there that is in great phenomenal shape, but they've been consistent for seven years. You're starting on day seven. Right, so they've put in the work for 1% better to get up to that point. 
you know, so continuous improvement does work. You're absolutely right. It, you know, Diego, with your thought process on the, the continuous improvement, you know, how, how do you address that within yourself? So going back to your previous episode, I think it's a lot of what you said, juggling. I think it's going back to the things that you are trying to progress in. And I have the same thing as Zach, right? I, I think I was once told that at a job I, I had that, that I wouldn't get much further because I always get distracted with new things. And at first I took it like, hey, what are you saying? And I, well, why do you think I can't uh, move any further? But then I realized that it's true, right? I, I get interested in new things all the time. And I like to like all that starting point and, and new new stuff. Like I'm creative type of person. So that's what really gets me going. But then I always have to go back and think, hey, how can I improve in this basic areas of my life? So I think that's what's really important, right? Uh, just not losing the progress on all of the things that you have on your plate and all the things that you're trying to get better at. It is like almost like you're going <laughs> kind of relate to it, like going to like a buffet and you're like, gosh, I can finish this food. But wait, they just put out like this, this new pizza or they just put out this new chicken or whatever. And like if there's some excitement about new. Like, I know people get scared of excitement about new in, like, a career or th things like that. But you look at, like, your phone. Like, I need, I, I'm excited to get the new iPhone. My iPhone really is doing okay. But still, there's, like, that urge to kind of drop maybe progress that you've made on something so far because there's something new and exciting out there. Um, but the kicker with that is it's a cycle. Like, you, you always seem to be that whatever was happening before always seemed to come back around. Like I'll get hooked on an app or I'll get hooked on a game or, or something and then I'll fall off of it. And then two weeks later, a month later, I'm hooked on it again. So it's like this cycle of like, okay, you're improving to that 1%, but then if you stop, are you back to, are you losing percent? Like how do we, how's that go? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think you got to keep two things in mind as we're, we're going through our 1% self-improvement right whatever our pathway is right you know that's one percent physically mentally our, our guiding light financially whatever the case is there's all these different targets you can go after but i think the two factors you really need to to keep in consideration is one do you have a vision for yourself you know what do i want to be when i grow up i you know we hear about that all the time but maybe it's not what i want to be but it's what do i want to become and how do i take 1% to, to lead myself there. But I think that the secondary part of that is really just truly just valuing, valuing yourself. You got to treat yourself with kindness and respect and avoid that self-criticism of, ooh, pizza, ooh, prime rib, ooh, you know, whatever is out there as we, we seek that new and it's okay. You know, that internal dialogue that you know, most of us do have is you've got to be nice to ourselves because then as we start to work on that internal dialogue and we keep going, does this get me towards my vision? Does this get me towards my values of who I believe I am? Then all of a sudden your inner dialogue is working for yourself of, oh yeah, just one more rep. Hey, why don't we go out for a walk today? Instead of taking this call at my laptop, I could, this is a walking call. Like I don't need to present anything. I can go out and take care of my, my, physical body or my mental health, which walks are great for, right? Um, yeah, so I, I think as we continue to look at how intertwined these two are and, you know, taking care of ourselves, valuing ourselves. I know, Diego, you've got some, a, a great topic here as far as, you know, a cycling team of how they've improved to, to get to that end vision there. So when you talk about that 1% progress, you're talking about basically marginal gains. 
Uh, and this term, while it's been around for a while, it's popularized in cycling by uh, Team Sky and British Cycling. Uh, David Bracepool was the principal there. And what he did was to start thinking, how can we improve little by little in all of the things that make our full team? So that's not just work out 1% more, but it's also eat 1% better. Uh, and then with the components of the bicycles, how can we make them 1% less heavy? How can we become 1% faster? And that turned into 16 gold medals um, in two Olympic cycles. But also when they went out and did Team Sky on, on pro cycling, that became seven Tour de France wins. So, and Chris Froome actually went out to win six of them. And I think five or four in a row. So it's basically a decade of dominance in cycling just by doing small improvements and getting marginal gains in every aspect of what what made the team and the cyclists. There's power in knowing that there's more that can be done, right? Just because I don't know the history of them fully is clearly I'm not, not very much knowledgeable in cycling, but I mean, even somebody that's constantly like on the podium, right? Like there's still a push to be greater, be more. And that is always that like self thought. I know I've said self already during this, but like if your body isn't healthy, then your mind's not healthy because then you're going into this excuse cycle. Like I'm not really feeling it today because I have a headache because I, you know, consumed too much sugar last night, consumed too much wine last night for the third night in a row, or you know, anything like that. Like <laughs> whatever there's is, like there's an ex there's some you get like an excuse habit when you're not focused on becoming better. Um, and that other like for me, it doesn't always like one percent doesn't have to be done daily, right? One percent can take a little bit of time to get to. Like you can pause. As Joe said he's going to indulge in some candy. He's just not going to have a whole mound and search for you know, Snickers and what have you. I'm totally going to have pizza because that's just my, like, guilty pleasure. Like, especially after a long week, like, just order pizza, please. <laughs> but it, just treat yourself as, you know, as Joe said before, too, and, and still continue on the path. Just don't stop. There's a reason why you have cheat days on, on plans or training plans. There's yeah. a reason why, like, if you're in a team and you lose a game or if you lose a race in the case of cycling, it's still all right, right? It's not like small things that don't go the way that you want them to go doesn't mean that you're completely failing at everything. We've talked about it in a previous episode as far as failing fast, but really it's just learning quicker. And when you when you make these mistakes, forgive yourself, move on quickly. Just don't repeat the same mistakes, right? You know, that that's how we increase our mental strength uh, internally and helping you know, go out into the big world of understanding that these are daily mindset issues. It's that whole mindset over matter. I mean, we, we have control. The mind is so powerful to it all. We can cultivate, you know, any dream or reality and make it happen. So to get that 1% better every day, I mean, it, it starts and ends with your mind. So you have to be comfortable at getting uncomfortable, right? You know, it's a quote by T. Harv Ecker. Um, successful people have fear, successful people have doubts, and successful people have worries. They just don't let these feelings stop them. It, it, you know, these are the big things that stop us. And you go into that, Zach, the, the excuse mindset. You know, we've all been there. We're human beings. It's like, ah, 
I don't need to go to the gym. I've been super good. But then what is that really doing for my day? It, it, it's setting it off on a real bad tangent, right? You know, I'm getting out of my 1% stronger mentality. I'm going to decide not to make my bed this morning or whatever the case is. But then I want to tie it back here to, you know, life is a, is a frontline production worker, right? You know, I remember my times where... You know, we've talked about my AHT and I've been a micro machines guy, but then I also had other issues. Uh, mine was ACW. Believe it or not, I talk a lot, not pay attention, get involved in the conversation and be like, oh, shoot, I've, I've got to document everything. What did we all talk about? I want to, I want to help my, my next GBA out to take great notes there. But if I'm not focused in on a daily day basis of trying to improve how I'm handling these calls, if I'm getting into that conversational mindset and understanding this and I'm documenting as I go, then I'm not really improving my experience of how I become better at ground zero. You know, those tiny tweaks are, tweaks are so key. And I know, Zach, you've got a great story about, um, you know, Disney and, uh, you know, the mindset of plussing. You know, how, how could we tie that into, you know, just how to be better with quality or handling or metrics, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I think uh, most everybody's familiar with Mr. Disney himself, but uh, if, you, if you look at it, if you Google it or, or what have you, you'll find the term plusing or plus it throughout really the history of Disney. And it's this term for continuously improving. Um, and he always I should should always be part of your vocabulary, right? Like it's just that small. It's just it's a, right in line with this one percent small things that uh, you can do to make things improve. I hate shortly after and going to a little background story, kind of how this ties in is shortly after he opened Disneyland in California, he wanted to hold a Christmas parade. If you've been to Disney World or Disneyland, you probably have seen their parades. Of course, Christmas, it's all decked out. They go down Main Street, it's all themed. If you're not at Christmas time, they still have the parades, right? Um, this time, it was a big investment. Like, it was going to cost the park more than what his accountants wanted to take out of their pockets. They're, of course, you had the back and forth. To Joe's point earlier, you have the people that are like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, just keep going. Keep going. Um, but the, they did that. They begged him to not spend the money. Because why? People are already coming here to Disneyland. It's Disneyland. They're not going to complain because the parade's not happening. They don't know that it might exist. Like, nobody's expecting it. And as soon as in this dialogue... That his accountant team said nobody's expecting it. That's when Walt Disney says, you know, we should do it precisely because nobody's expecting it. And he goes on to say, our goal at Disneyland is to always give people more than they expect. As we keep surprising our guests, they keep coming back. If they ever stop coming, it'll cost us 10 times as much to get them to come back. And there's that when I was kind of looking towards this episode, that ending line in itself, just like kind of like Joe's expression there, like mind blown. Like if they ever stop coming, it'll cost us 10 times as much to get them to come back. How do you tie that into, you know, what we're trying to accomplish with our customer experience and our client experience on a, on a day-to-day -day basis? It's, it's simple. It's the simple communication. Be responsive, be present, be accountable. Those bare back to basic principles go so far in a relationship with a client in a call. If you feel if they're your person that you're speaking with, whether it's an interaction on a phone, on a chat, email, call, whatever, if they feel that there's somebody there that is going to prevent or present, excuse me, a better experience overall, maybe you're just putting a 1% mark in their day to make it better. 
But that's how things grow. You can grow relationships just like you can grow yourself by a 1% margin, right? It's not every day you start a client relationship and your besties, right? <laughs> like you have to get to know each other. You have to build the rapport. You have to build there. But you have to buy in and you have to push yourself out there to be uncomfortable because you might have learned all these things, but it's not about what you know. It's about what you do. When my business is being the customer service contractor really took off in my history. It's when I, I realized the metric was just the starting point. You know, my handle time, my quality, my hold time, my adherence time. I mean, we have so many metrics in this world for, for call centers. I mean, it's one of the most graded roles out there. But once I settled in to say, that's just my starting point of measuring success. But then I, my milestone can be greater than that. And that's when I started looking at, well, we go back to the, the previous conversation. I started looking at, well, if I'm conversationally in tune with my customer, I can lead them to success, get the answer that they are looking for, make them feel great for the day. And then when they walk away, they want to come back to our brand. It, you said it right there. It costs 10 times as much for any one of our clients to come back to us. So it's that interaction on a daily basis. It, it, you know, a customer does not care if you've got a case of the Mondays. They just don't. They want a great experience. Whether it's Monday, Friday, you've got a cold headache or whatever, we've got to go deliver. And how do you do that? Well, you build up that mental strength and you stay consistent, but then you keep working on your process. I know, you know, coffee has taken off in this world. I mean, how do we how do we get through Mondays? Well, coffee helps, but coffee has also gone through itinerations of getting better and better. Uh, Diego, I know you've got a, a great story here as far as the the betterment of coffee uh, itself. So yeah, I'm a big coffee guy myself. Um, it. One of the things that's interesting about uh, how coffee has grown over the last couple of decades is uh, third wave coffee, which is considered those small shops that source their coffee from specific regions from direct trade and they roast them in house and uh, they brew it in house as well with different methods and stuff. So all of that, the way we got there wasn't like, hey, we're uh, brewing coffee on whatever machine and then boom, out of a sudden now we're doing it with like multiple brewing methods and stuff. It was incremental and step by step uh, getting to see what was, for example, one of my favorite brewing methods is V60, which is just, uh, it's called V60 because it is at 60 degrees angle and they, uh, this Japanese brand uh, did the research and understood that that was the best angle uh, for the water to drip and to brew the coffee. And to get there, obviously you have to do a lot of iterations and a lot of incremental progress to, to, to that point. But third way coffee is basically that, right? It's coffee that's being sourced from specific growers in different regions doing direct trade because then they realized that there were a lot of the qualities of the coffee that were being lost in the trade process. So that's one way to improve it. Then uh, roasting it in-house because then you don't have to move it from one place to another and you have a lot more of control on the quality of the roast. Uh, and that's another way, to, another area of improvement. And then when you're serving that coffee and you're brewing it, uh, then yeah, you're brewing it in-house, you're doing it with very specific methods, 
to a different taste from from the consumers and then that's hey who doesn't want to go back to to the coffee shop where they ask you like how do you like your coffee i like it with this kind of notes with this kind of taste and then you're obviously going to go back there because they're going to serve you the perfect brew uh, for what you want i mean at first i'm going to be scared because i do not know coffee like that <laughs> i love coffee uh, i have it multiple times a day at times but uh yeah that's that's like like Peak, my interest is now kind of peaked and I need to like research coffee after this because yeah there, but there's <laughs> there is science like or not I don't want to say science but there's something behind that with just like the noticing the details behind something and there's power in detail you don't want to get lost in the details so it's like that fine balance but sometimes you have to dig deep you know execute several different plans to get to you know a game like your first and that's another thing is your first attempt may not be that successful attempt as you just said like hey they had to find that perfect angle but i'm sure countless attempts took prior to that you know success isn't always about greatness right um it's about consistency and consistent hard work leads to success greatness will come right you know and so i look at it everything you said about the coffee store reminds me of what we're trying to do here at omni um you know and that the, the near and dear to us because that's where we are, but that's not about everything. We have a big microcosm of events that are happening and we're looking to 1% better through every phase of this business that we're in. We're trying to make it better for every level to get a little bit easier, to automate a little bit more, to have a little bit better of a customer service experience, a client experience, a GBA experience, you name it. And none of those are in the order we think of because it all comes down to the you know GBA first. If we take care of our, our gig brand ambassador and we think, how can we make this process better? How can we do this a little bit more? And we started looking at it um, you know, from sourcing our coffee beans, you know, how do we do that to get the, the right person in the right place that's going to light up about this, right? Um, you know, does it always work? No, but we're a business and we're really trying to take that 1% better. What we are today is not what we were yesterday and we wouldn't want to go back to yesterday. You, you look at it as... It, I have a terrible memory at times. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that. But man, those good old days are amazing, right? But when you're in those good old days, we've all had the case of the Mondays, the headaches, I don't want us uh, right then and there. But the, our memory lapse says, man, that was great back there. But it's just as great today because we're working for tomorrow, right? You know, so I just kind of want to bring this all together for us. There, are, there may be others that are you know more gifted and talented than us, but you know, those people don't realize their full potential. You know, they just don't because they don't believe in getting 1% better. Now, I know Diego and Zach, both of you are working every day nonstop to achieve your goals, not overnight, but you are working towards them. You're becoming mentally stronger by making those tiny tweaks, setting those goals with measurable milestones. We celebrate those. And most importantly, what I appreciate both of you is you're consistent and you're just phenomenal people to have conversations with. And that leads to what I look to surround myself with great people. And that leads to big changes and big success. Uh, so I appreciate one both of to, you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I have, I have a, one thing to kind of add into that sure. is um, one last thought around this is you lose so much of this potential if you get stuck in the past or stuck in the future. Like to your point, when you were talking about that, you know, I, I love hearing, like you just said, I love having these conversations because, you know, so much is sparked from this. I end this and I'm like, oh, I just get all these ideas flowing. 
but if you get stuck planning into like what the future, like the what ifs of the future, or you're in the past of like, gosh, I fell off a treadmill yesterday. I'm never going back to the gym. <laughs> like I'm mortified. Um, or you're just so worried about a deadline. Is that a true story, Zach? It's not, but I did witness it. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, but if you, and then the other hand, you get so stuck on the future, like, gosh, we're, it's it's going to be an, an awful uh, launch for this thing, or it's going to be an awful experience for this once this meeting happens, or I'm so nervous about my two o'clock appointment today. You lose your ability to execute in the now. There's so much power in the present and then today, and that's lost if you focus in the past or in the future. There's your life shrinks or expands in proportion to your courage. Excellent. Diego, anything from you? Uh, no, just uh, since we're quoting phrases here. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. Uh, I think that's a very powerful one, right? It's just the constant progress. And I will add something to that. And some of those bricks were moved from one place to another every now and then. <laughs> so some walls were turned down for others to come up. So yeah, that's also part of it, part of building your own Rome. Yeah, tear down the walls to build new ones. That's what happened. I absolutely love this. Um, so, you know, we've, we've gone from steps to face our, the unknowns, challenge the status quo and now we're just working on chasing that one percent better to get a little bit more uncomfortable and being really comfortable with being that growth mindset which doesn't happen without change a great conversation today why don't we uh jump into uh quick pick them uh and i've got a great question i can't remember who it's for so i'm gonna eeny meeny Mighty Mo, Zach, this one's to you. If you were to create a recipe for change, what would be your top three ingredients? Oh, that's, ooh, I feel like that's where I have to say that's a good question so I can give myself a few seconds to think. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. And my thought on this process is, wait, I gotta take a drink of water. <laughs> Like all the different things you can do to stall as I'm doing right now. Um, but no, my first would be charisma, like power in just being out there and embracing it. And if you don't have that charismatic value to get others to come on board with your change, change is going to be hard. Change is hard. Um, the other part is, you know, we talk about, I just said, don't focus in the future, but without a plan, you're, you plan to fail. I mean, Taylor Swift says it in one of her new lyrics, but um and then my third would be um i would say you've got to be willing to get down and dirty like at the end of the day you have to put some elbow grease into these things um and that's just being able to you know sometimes you have to get down to 10 feet view for a second sometimes you have to live in the 15,000. but it doesn't matter your level your title be willing to just get it done because if you don't have that willing to just elbow grease like i said down and dirty then i don't think plan and the change is going to be evolving but that's a great question i'm interested to see i i feel like i want to bounce that one off of you two as well i have my own question that's a little bit controversial but i want to see what you you all have for your thoughts on your three change value yourself i'm a couple in with that one i mean if you're not kind to yourself change will never happen change is it's hard and it you've got to know that it's for your own good for your health your wellness um take care of yourself right um that would be my second ingredient um but more specifically you know take care of your body right you know eat nutritious meals 
drink plenty of water, get out and exercise, whether that's a walk, one sit-up, two sit-ups, whatever the case is, two's my limit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, get enough sleep, right? You know, in today's day and age, we all value, oh, I only got four hours of sleep, and now I'm drinking 17 cups of coffee to, to overcome that. Uh, and then three, my third ingredient for a change recipe would just be surround yourself with good people. Uh, change in the journey is a long one, and uh, without good people that are about change, it, it, it's it's an uphill battle already. Uh, you might as well get a little bit of help for, you know, like what we're doing here is uh, this is pushing me to to out, be better uh, in this role in communication and. Uh, you know, just do a little bit something different outside of my comfort zone. All right, Daniel, right. you've had the time. <laughs> I, I totally wrote mine down while you were talking. Uh, so <laughs> the first one will be find what's in it for you and fully believe in it. All right. So whatever you're trying to change, find something that's going to be the best game for you and, and why you want to do it. And then the second one, I actually have that one in common. Uh, it's identify your support system. So the people around you that's going to be there and it's going to help you get through that change. No change gets done alone and usually you need people supporting you. And then my third one, which is one of my favorites, is write a checklist. I do this every week for every day. I write a checklist of, of and, and I do write it down on paper with a pen actually, uh, of things that I want to get done. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just the pleasure that you get from stretching things out or the awareness that you get from not doing things and pushing them to another day uh it's it, it helps it helps a lot so those will be my three i like that we all actually do the checklist thing i there is power in the check mark i don't know there there is but uh i have a question here that i know joe's answer because i've witnessed it plenty of times as we've traveled on business trips in the past so i need to know your input on this diego how many hours early do you show up at the airport before a flight i feel like there's a lot of backstory here so I wanna... I'll definitely yeah because if you're in joe's experience here i have all the anxiety because well we're on a business trip and he's like we have time we have time I'm like he is like to get to the airport like 30 minutes before takeoff and it's like my my heart's palping like like i can't even like can't have, have you missed a flight with me ever haven't you know you're like it's kansas city airport it's easier to airport it is really easy but still anxiety is like level 10 but he's totally had close calls going out so so it diego was, what is your take depends on where you're flying to and uh, yeah to fly it it is but i do have a funny story to tell you about this and uh on our last vacation with my wife we were uh we had uh, two flights back to back and little time in between with a border uh, in them so getting your passport check and all of that uh so we get to like from uh, this side to the airport to the other side and look at the boards and i'm like that's our flight right there uh we need to get there gate uh, 33d or something and we start running and i start running faster <laughs> and i get there and they go like nope gate is closed yeah, like, no, I uh, missed that flight. And so I go back to her and I tell her, like, I think we missed it. We got to go to the counter now and, and get the next one and see what we can do. And then we go to the counter. They make us go out of the airport, like out of the inside of the airport, go back to the line, uh, do the whole thing, like take out all of our stuff, uh, go through all of the security checks. We get back uh, in and one guy tell us uh, that was actually not your flight. Your flight is boarding on 34F. 
That is hilarious. I like yep. a two hours just as a FYI. I like to get in there, relax, have a beverage, and uh, time. Yeah, to two still. two hours enough time for you to actually sit down and drink something before boarding. I think I, I'm in that in, in that team too. So, and I want to caveat. It, it, it's not arrive at boarding time for every airport. I got to know the airport and, you know, there's a couple of them like Tampa. I always knew I could get right through. I know I could get right through Kansas City. No issue whatsoever. But like DIA out in Denver, I'm going to get there a little bit early. You just never know how long that line is going to be. So it is dependent, but I am leaning towards boarding time uh, most often. Uh, Yeah, so it is what it is. Great question, though. All right, I got one for the two of you. Which app have you been using the most on your phone and why? Guilty pleasure, just mindless hour scrolling on TikTok. It's, like, it's just, it's like, I, it's like a no brain, no think time. And it's just scrolling and laughing and listening. Like, it's just like, a, it's addicting. Like, there's something in there formula. I, I can't have TikTok on my phone for that same reason. All of a sudden it's like, oh, three hours disappeared. Uh, I had stuff to do. Uh, the two apps, I'll give you two that, you know, kind of split my time when I'm actually uh, there. It, I'm on LinkedIn a lot uh, and I'm on Reddit a lot. Uh, those are probably my, my top two. Uh, I like to, to learn. I like to explore the pathways and, you know, try different things out and read about different topics. What about you, Diego? What are, what's your What's your top app? Top app right now, it's uh, guilty pleasure too. Uh, Formula One racing app, and I just play uh, every time I, I get like, I like it because races are three laps only, and then if you're in a one one versus one, it's just one lap, so it's minute twenty seconds or something. Uh, so whenever I can get one in, I'll I'll try it. <laughs> get that that quick hit endorphin rush and uh moving on i i I like it um so if you're multitasking on a meeting uh, i'll just ask you what place you're in i appreciate the the honesty there (laughs) all right um hey what's trending out there um i I don't know we got a few few trending things i i think twitter is probably trending more so than anything else i'm gonna ask are either one of you gonna pay eight dollars or twenty dollars to be a verified user on twitter i mean i Feel like it would be cool to have a check mark, but now <laughs> it's not. I'm not in it for that. Verified's been my dream since like 2011, so maybe. No, I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> the dream's obtainable. I'll just wait for you know behind the beard to already you know really. Kind of a bummer because we will have had that verified check if we kept going with this, but now it's like, did they pay for it? Did they actually get it? Yeah. <laughs> No one knows anymore. Is it earned? They have three followers, but they have a check mark. Who are they? <laughs> like, They're my the grandma real, could real. get a Twitter and just get verified. Like, just you know how the internet works. But the other thing that I, in speaking of blue, that I keep hearing about and seeing, I know trailers and everything were coming out, but Avatar 2, and I don't, I'm not Avatar. I went on the ride at Disney. 10 out of 10 recommend that. That is super cool. You go to Disney World, like you're on the back of one of their little dragon things. I don't know if it's a dragon, don't attack me. But it's like one of those things and you feel the air, the mist, it's cool. But I am not sitting and watching a movie for over three hours, period. Well, you know, if you pre-plan and you don't drink the adult beverages, then you might be able to make it through the three hours. Um, 
you know, maybe they needed to do a volume one and volume two, similar to, you know, Kill Bill volume one and two, split it up and, you know, go that way. I am an Avatar fan. The first one was fantastic. I am stoked for the second one. I will eat all of the popcorn extra salt to retain water for the three <laughs> hours. Uh, I'm making it through. I'm like you just said 30 hours, but. 33, what's the difference? I can binge a show for three hours back to back, but the thought of watching a movie for three hours is just different, okay? What about you, Diego? Are you in or are you out? Uh, remember the first one? Uh, it was IMAX 3D, how I watched it. So it was, yeah, kind of cool. And then with this one, I feel like it's kind of like Top Gun, right? Like you have to watch it at the theaters for it to make sense and for the, yeah, for everything to work. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, three hours is, is a long movie. I don't know what was the last three hour thing that I watched like straight in a row without getting up for anything. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you know, Zach, you said you could do three hours, you know, binging at home. But, you know, are you really paying attention to those binging? No, you're scrolling TikTok um, and, and pause to get up to go to the bathroom, get a drink, maybe like you know have those like breaks in between. So you're right, like it's not straight, like just glued to the television. But I think that's the you know the way to hear a story anymore. You know, at home there's too many distractions. You've got to go to the theater, like Diego said. You've got to immerse yourself into the world of Avatar in order to get that full experience of it. But I, I think that's, you know, for any movie out there anymore, just there's too many distractions. Um, you know, maybe too many TikTok ads that are uh, keeping us going. I don't know anymore. Speaking of TikTok ads, uh, you're getting a new system out with, when they're only going to charge brands for the views of users that are actually paying attention to the ads. For us uh, in in advertising and in on these uh, budget, I hope that that reflects into some savings. How <laughs> um, measure that, Diego? Is it like tracking my eyeballs to say, "Ooh, you stopped, you watched," or time it was like on your screen? I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it's it's they cannot do eye tracking, uh, not that we know of publicly yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's mostly time spent on the app and how many people return and clicking through them and stuff. But usually what you how you get charged is just views versus actions, right? But you do get charged for the views or your actions become more expensive if your views increase. You, like if you get less clicks for more views, those clicks are going to be expensive. But th what they're trying to do is get rid of that views component and just be like anything actionable, we're going to charge you for it. I think it's interesting, something new they're trying. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen like the function of it because people have you know, companies have already tried to adapt to it before it's really out, or maybe it's not out there, I don't know. But it, I've seen companies adapt, and it seems like you're actually viewing a real TikTok, like there's somebody on the screen, and then suddenly you're like, wait, this is an ad. And you're like 30 seconds into it, and then you don't realize that you're already there. So it seems like, like people are already trying to go. <laughs> in our case, what the ones that we, that we post, the ones that we promote are walkthroughs of how to apply to become a GBA or processes that are a bit confusing sometimes in between. So how do you get through them? So it is people talking to the camera but It'd be interesting to see how that shapes out um you know as far as the advertising goes uh, you know the advertising world is ever evolving ever changing just like we are um you know and as we wrap up today uh just coming to throw this out there that most people are more comfortable with old problems than with new solutions you know, the new unlearning process is amazing and it gives the power 
to you with the comfort of change. 1% forward keeps you from looking back as today is tomorrow's yesterday and what you do today is your success for tomorrow. As always, hashtag keep learning and I, I just let us know what you're learning about too. Uh, please like and subscribe to Behind the Beard on our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts for more great content. Join us next week for a new topic of series, communication, and we're starting with extreme ownership. I am Joe Bear, and for my co-host Zach and Diego, this is Behind the Beard. Omniverse to the moon. Diego and I totally just did a peace sign at the same time without even thinking that. <laughs> nice.